You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galena, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Joe Galena. Got my friend Frankie Cheech Stample with me. But no uh, Michael Florio today. He had, he had a baby. Yeah, like Arnold <laughs> from the movie Junior. Michael Florio is giving birth right now. No, he gave birth already. Yeah, he gave birth already. Is he going to be handing out cigars, or is that like a thing of the past? You, you, this generation doesn't do that, right? You're not supposed to be smoking cigars, right? But I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about, Joe. I know, exactly. You, you ever hear of what a cigar is? No. No, of course not. <laughs> no, what is this? Is it actually like a tradition you give the father yeah, back in the Back in the day, yeah, the father would actually uh, hand out cigars to... You know, family members, friends, anyone that came to, to the hospital. To, yeah, at the hospital, everywhere. You know, I think back in the day, and this is probably even before my time, you used to be able to smoke in the hospital. <laughs> God, <laughs> that seems so foreign to me. Can you imagine, like, the, a surgeon, like, you know, just like with a cigarette dangling out of the corner of his mouth, you know, performing. Push, push, push. Yeah. push. <laughs> He's got the cigar going. Yeah, put the uh, ashtray on the uh, the mother's belly, right? Oh, just flick, flicking that. You're a sick man, Joey, but that's why I love you. There you go. There you go. Glad to have you back. Uh, week 17 in the NFL. Uh, we'll be talking a preview of uh, Week 17. We'll be talking uh recap of what's been going on all season long. You uh, you beat uh, Florida this week, right? Uh, in your measure, but you made him eat peanut butter? Yes, I did. You're a uh, mean guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was in our home league, the league that I've been in uh, longer than any other. Mm-hmm. It was me versus him, the first time that we've met in any fantasy football championship. Uh, so we put a little wager on it, on fantasy football BFFs, if you, were, uh, if you were watching or listening. If I lost, I had to eat a salad on air. <laughs> they called me the fantasy salad because I despise salad. Yeah. I don't eat salad. Uh, if you brought me in a salad, I would throw it away. Really? I mean, uh, you just, but he really <laughs> hates peanut butter. I mean, I was watching yeah. some of it. And it that really, he really, really hated was it. Tough I actually him. kind of felt bad at some point. Cause you I, gave him I a saw... nice cold glass of milk, though, to, go, to help him. And, uh, that was nice of you, at least. I saw the trepidation in his face. Mm-hmm. He just... <laughs> He did not look good. But afterwards, he said, you know, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't it wasn't as bad as he thought it was going to be, but I, I still don't think he's a fan of peanut butter. I gotcha. Hey, if you want to join us uh, on the show, 844-843-6879. Tweet out to us at FNTSY Radio. Give us a call if you have any uh, last-minute lineup questions. Hopefully, you're not playing in season-long leagues, but uh, if you... Maybe you want to get something off your chest as to what happened maybe in your championship game or just want to talk to us. Why not? 844-843-6879. Have a special guest coming up. Uh, the Bills have a chance to make the playoffs, right? First time since 1999. We have Ryan Talbot, uh, Bills writer for uh, New York Uh We'll be talking Buffalo Bills football. Uh, when we come back, we'll start breaking down some games. We'll be talking, uh, also like I said later, just talk about what happened this past season. Maybe even talk a little baseball. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Fantasy Update. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. All right, we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Gillian along with uh, Frankie Cheat Stamfold, Pete Consonori producing our show, keeping us flying straight. And uh, I guess, you know, like I said, uh, I mean, uh, if you're listening out there, want to give us a call, 844-843-6879. If you maybe you had uh, a situation, maybe you got to your championship game like me and... Uh, and, and end up getting a zero from uh, Michael Crabtree. That was so disheartening for me, man. I saw, I saw you tweet out about it. <laughs> I mean, You're a little salty, huh? Yeah. A little salt bay yeah, action? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't blame you, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think I was up by like 16, um, and he had um, DeAndre Hopkins made that incredible catch. You know, my opponent had DeAndre Hopkins who made that incredible catch in the in the end zone and it put him up by like 2.94. And all I needed was just a little bit of production from Michael Crabtree. I could not believe that he got zero catch. Here's a guy, what do you get? Like 17 uh, targets one week, uh, like another maybe 13 the other way. I think he had like 30 targets over the past couple weeks or whatnot. Um, it was just terrible. So if you, if you need just to vent, give us a call, 844-843-6879 at FNTSY Radio. Um, you're not playing in any le- season-long leagues, are you? Absolutely Frank, not. Week 17, I mean, very, very tough to, to play. Uh, I mean, just look at who's out this week, right? You got, uh, for the Steelers, uh, just go through a few of them. Uh, ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell, even though they're playing technically for home field advantage, uh, they're going to be sitting them. Uh, Chiefs, you got Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Hill, uh, probably Kelsey. Right? It hasn't been announced yet, but yeah. I'd imagine. Why would he play if they're all Rams sitting? are uh, resting a bunch of uh, their players. Jared Goff, uh, Gurley. I mean, Gurley, what more could you say about what this guy's done all season long? I actually, sur- I actually survived Gurley because Michael you? Florio wow. had him. Uh, but it was just the rest of his team just laid eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got I got lucky in that regard. Every time I looked up on Sunday, this guy was ripping off a 50-yard run, 50-yard right. reception. He was down on the goal line. I was nearly ripping my hair out at some points, Joe. Uh, they got down to the goal line again. Thank mm-hmm. <laughs> thank God they, they threw the ball to Sammy Watkins there. I was just like, this guy's going to get another touchdown. He yeah. had like He had something like... 30 points in the first half of that game, 30 mm-hmm. fantasy points. So I was just, I was freaking That's out. That's amazing that you were able to survive. I was able to withstand it because, yeah, yeah. you know, I had Kareem Hunt, I had Melvin Gordon, mm-hmm. had a lot yeah, of guys. Kareem that just Hunt started put to come consistent. on again past, you know, a few weeks, which yep. which is nice. I mean, he took the middle of the season off, but hey. Uh, playoff implica- implications in real life football. Uh, just go over a couple of them. I mean, uh, Falcons need to beat the Panthers, or the Seahawks need to lose the Cardinals for the Falcons to clinch a wild card. 
Uh, Panthers have already clinched at least a wild card, but I believe uh, if things fall right, they could actually get the second seed in the NFC. Yeah, they actually can. They need a couple of things to happen. I think the Vikings need to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Panthers are the only team that hasn't faced the Vikings mm-hmm. this year. So that's why they have a chance to jump them if they win and the Vikings could lose. Uh, so, yeah, they, are, they do yeah. have something to play for, uh, the Panthers there. Right, and the Saints can clinch the NFC South title with a victory over the Bucks. Uh, Pats or trying to clinch home field advantage throughout the playoffs uh, against the Jets, right? Uh, if they lose and the Steelers win, the Steelers get the home field uh, advantage right throughout the playoffs, which, you know, with the way that Roethlisberger has been so much better, uh, he's performed so much better at home, you know, if I'm the Steelers, I definitely want that, no? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and it just shows how much that Steelers and Patriots game meant yeah. in hindsight. I mean, yeah. we knew how much it meant now, but like, all right, everyone spoke about the Jesse James catch. Was it a catch? Wasn't a catch? Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows how pivotal that is now because, you know, the Steelers would be in a much better position. Like you mentioned, Big Ben plays so mm-hmm. much better at home. So I'm sure, you know, him and Mike Tomlin would have wanted that. Yeah. But I guess only to a certain degree since they're resting all their players. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Or they probably just think that they can beat the Browns with their backups, which they probably <laughs> with can. The, with their hands tied behind their back, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, according to ESPN Stats and Info, uh, seven of the eight number one seeds since 2013 have reached the Super Bowl. So it's a big deal. So, I mean, we're just going over some of the uh, p- real-life playoff implications and try to give you an idea of, uh, teams that are actually playing for something, and their pl- you know their players would probably play a majority of the of the their games. Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly it. like you may listen and think, oh, they're just talking about the playoffs, but mm-hmm. this is stuff that you need to know if you're playing DFS this week, sure. or even in a season seventeen, uh, week seventeen seasonal matchup, uh, is that you need to know which players have a lot on the line, which teams actually need to play their players in order to make the playoffs or uh, to move up in the standings in the seeding. So yeah. that's why we're going over this again. Yeah. So you can know which players on teams to target. Absolutely. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens and Tennessee Titans are both in if they win their games. But if the Ravens lose uh, and they're playing at home against the Bengals or the Titans uh, lose at home to the Jags, then that uh, leads the Chargers to have an opportunity. And we talked about the Buffalo Bills to have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Uh, And for the Bills, that would be their first appearance uh, since 1999. They are the only sports franchise yeah. of the four major sports to have not made the playoffs in this millennium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's an interesting stat for you there. Uh, we'll get we'll be able to pick the brain of, of Ryan Talbot yeah, in the next forward, hour. Ask him to what, to him. Yeah. what he thinks their chances are of making the playoffs. And really, what's crazy is that Kelvin Benjamin catch that touchdown yeah. from last week that yep. got overturned. I mean, you look at the score mm-hmm. now and you say, oh, well, it didn't really factor in. But if you actually dive a little bit deeper... That was kind of the beginning of the end. That was like right. the turning point in that game. Once that Kelvin Benjamin touchdown got overturned, the Bills had to kick a field goal, mm-hmm. and then it all kind of snowballed from there. So who knows? Maybe they score a touchdown, go into the half with a lead. They're playing with more confidence in the second half. So everything changes because of that, that touchdown reversal. Mm-hmm. So there are three uh, scenarios in which the Bills would be able to make the playoffs. If the Bills win and Ravens lose, 
uh, Bills win and Chargers lose or tie and the Titans lose or tie. Or if the Bills tie and the Chargers <laughs> lose and the Titans <laughs> lose. And then the Chargers have an opportunity, right? If they win and the Titans lose uh, and the, the Ravens win a tie, uh, but you get you get the deal, It right? sounds like we should have some kind of Benny Hill music just <laughs> yeah. playing underneath while you're reading all this. I'm impressed <laughs> that you know who <laughs> Benny Hill is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you impress me sometimes. I know the jingle, man. Uh, what's actually really cool about the Bills and LaShawn McCoy tweeted out, let's go Bengals. So, I mean, look, for a lot of Bills players and, and their fans, too, you know, I feel for Michael Florio. Greg asked me this week, you know, which, which team do you think is going to get in? I mean, I kind of weaseled around the question and mm-hmm. I said, I don't I don't know if the Bills are going to make it, but I want them to make it. Right. Like, I feel for Bills fans. I, I mm-hmm. want the Bills to Especially, to it seems like they've just tried to... I guess they're trying to make the team better, but everything they've done has, you would think that maybe they would have won maybe, you know, three or four games, you know, starting with the trade of Sammy Watkins. And it seems like they were building for the future and, and uh, picking up all these um, draft picks for 2018, you know? Yeah. And they got rid of Marcel uh, Darius, and uh, it's just been. <laughs> it, it seemed like they tried Nathan, everything. Yeah. To tank this year, yeah. but the the team is just winning in yeah. spite of in the spite franchise of right? trying to, to really just blow it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what may actually cost them the playoff berth here is the game that they started Nate Peterman, yes, absolutely. which was great, a, great a point. train wreck. He had five interceptions in one half. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, he's not an elite quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's a serviceable quarterback for what the Bills are trying yeah. to do. If he starts that game, maybe it's more competitive. Mm-hmm. If the Bills win that game then we're not even having this discussion. Right. Then it's a whole different conversation. So it seems like the Bills tried everything in their power to tank this year mm-hmm. and kind of maybe get good draft picks or put them in a position for the future. Yep. Uh, but they've they've remained competitive. So kudos to their players. Yeah. It's kind of weird to give Sean McDermott credit because he made that call mm-hmm. to start Nate Peterman. You want to say, all right, rookie season – He's he's eight and seven. He's in a position to you know be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but it's like you kind of have to question his decision making too. So yeah. it's like I don't really know where to stand on term in terms of Sean McDermott as an NFL head coach right now. I'm interested to get uh, Ryan Talbot's take on uh, on that specific situation, whether or not the Bills think that maybe uh, Peterman could be their quarterback of the future. <laughs> You know, I mean, which is laughable, and that's why we're laughing. Exactly. Or uh, if they're going to be looking to get one in the draft, or maybe trade for one, they've been very active in the trade market uh, the past year, like we've spoken about. Maybe if they play every game in three feet of snow, (laughs) then Nate Peterman can be their starter because they actually won that game. Right. right. Um, All right. So you want to start breaking down some of these games, I guess? Um, Sure. I mean, the the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. Because. The unpredictability on a week-to-week basis, on a normal NFL week, yeah. is is enough. Yes. But in Week 17, where all these players are sitting, mm-hmm. we're going to have backups in the game. Yeah. We don't know how much some starters are going to play. Yeah. They might play a half. It's, I mean, yeah. It's just crazy. I yeah. mean, you know, we're going to do our best, yeah. but the, the unpredictability And we'll try to pick out some of the players that you might want to put in in your DFS lineup. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll put choose. a lot of yeah. DFS spin on stuff here because I actually have a lineup, so I'll reveal right. that later on. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the Patriots-Jets matchup. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. The way that song came in, Frankie Cheech, kind of reminded me a little bit. It kind of changed, but from the very few, first few you know, notes of that, it sounded like, like a, a 70s kind of tune where I could picture, let's say, you wearing like a cap and some big bell-bottom jeans and just like walking around like, like strutting, you know? I could picture you strutting like that. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. But... I, I get what you're saying, yeah. though. I feel it. I feel I, the vibe. I like the uh, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, what are you uh, doing uh, for New Year's Eve? It's New Year's weekend. Uh, you know, we uh, broadcast this show live every Saturday, noon to two. You can hear it on demand uh, whenever you want. Uh, we're on uh, TuneIn. We're on iHeart uh, Radio. You can pick us up uh if you download the FNTSY radio app, everywhere you can hear a podcast, you'll find this. Yep, download so, on iTunes, yeah. Google Play Store, yeah. Audio Boom. But uh, we are broadcasting this Saturday, uh, December 30th. And uh, I want to know what uh, Frankie Cheech is doing for New Year's. Doing anything crazy? This is probably the craziest thing that I've done in my life, which... Don't tell me you're going to Times Square. You can judge how crazy it is. Okay. Um, but I'm going to an all-inclusive party. Nice. In a party hall uh, where I will not be speaking the same language as everybody else. Oh, wow. Yes. My girlfriend is Polish, uh-huh. uh, so it will be all Polish music. It will oh, be all Polish people. And I will oh, that's be the, awesome. That's a great experience. I will be the lone American yeah. celebrating the new year. Are you going to like? Are you going to be worried that people are talking about you because you, you don't understand what they're saying? Or I mean, at this point, I'm kind of used to it because... <laughs> I mean, we've been dating for four years, uh-huh. and uh, and you haven't picked up a, a word of, of Polish. I know, uh, I know a few lines yeah. here and there. I mean, the I curse, can, let me guess the curse words. It's some of that, yes. <laughs> I know, you know, some of the "I love you," whatever, uh-huh. give yeah. me a kiss, right, you know, right, stuff right. like that. Uh, the you stuff I be need to know. You say that too. Yes, it's very true. <laughs> you don't want to say that to some big macho Polish man, uh, but. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it. Gotcha. Whenever I'm in her house, I'm just there, you know, drinking my beer, and they're just going off, and I have no idea what's going on. So. You walk in the house, they just know, give him beer, feed him beer. Yes, yes. <laughs> Put him in the corner yeah, and, and give, give him, him beer, beer, and that's it. That's cool, though. Enjoy. How about Enjoy. you, Joey? Anything crazy? Uh, nothing crazy. What we've been doing the past several years, because to me, it's amateur night, you know? I mean, we're home. Uh, little by little, uh, we've invited some neighbors over, you know, probably... Probably have about 30 people in our house tomorrow, Chinese food and uh, stuff like that. Maybe uh, play some cards or yeah. just BS a little bit, enjoy yeah. each other's company. You know, sometimes I like to go out and smoke a cigar, but, it, but the way, guy. but you know, it's just been 
terribly it's cold. It's, I can't go it's actually snowing York. today for yeah, those listening. Yeah. It's snowing in New York. But uh, yeah, Chinese food, uh, you know, and uh, good friends and uh, and some family as yeah. well. You get Johnny Bag of Donuts over. You get, you know, Vinny Castiglione <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they could finish all the jobs that I've assigned to them. You know, we get, you know, oh. it's the end of year. Yeah. We, we, yeah. You know, we're you busy. You got to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, true. We're busy. We got to, you know. You got to tie up some loose ends. We got to tie up loose ends. Uh, the cement shoes got to be made. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do we call you? I forgot what we called you. We gave you a superhero name, but your superhero oh, yeah, power yeah. was that you could turn people's shoes into cement. <laughs> I don't remember. We'll have to go back. Super to Italian? or uh, uh, Sometimes I'm the fantasy Jesus. Called. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm the fantasy Goomba. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me. I'll, you have I'll a lot answer. of monikers. There you go. It's, it's better than none, right? It's all, right. all in good fun. All right. So, uh, Patriots against the Jets. The Jets. Yeah. Patriots versus Jets. Uh, like I said, Pat's trying to clinch home field throughout the playoffs. If they lose and Steelers win, and the Steelers uh, get home field throughout the playoffs. Um, who, who sticks out at you in this kind of game? I mean, Deion Lewis, yep. he's been you know carrying the ball a lot uh, past several weeks. No Mike Gillisley, who last week you know, came in and, of course, scored a touchdown for the Pats. <laughs> Revenge <laughs> game against yeah. the Bills. Uh, no Rex Burkhead still. Uh, James White probably uh, back in the game, a little pass-catching action. Anyone stick out at you uh, from the uh, Patriots other than you know the usual suspects like... You know, they're Brady and, and whatnot and, and Gronk. Yeah, Dion Lewis is certainly one. Uh, we saw him get a huge workload last week. The biggest problem with this game is that if the Jets are, I mean, if the Patriots are up, maybe two scores mm-hmm. in the third quarter, maybe they just start to rest those guys. The reason why I feel pretty safe about Dion Lewis, if you want to use him uh, in your Week 17 championship, which mm-hmm. you should not be playing in. Yeah. Uh, Petition but, your commissioner not to have a Week 17. <laughs> or if you're playing in DFS, I mean, Dion Lewis is actually a guy I have in my lineup because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be part of the reason why they get up big in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't really have anyone else. You mentioned Mike Gillisley is yep. out in that game. Uh, Rex Burkhead has been ruled out again. So it could be just Dion Lewis and James White if he goes uh, so I expect a big workload for him. Uh, I don't think Chris Hogan's going to go. I know he's been limited practice yeah. again, but they really have no reason to rush him back. Right. Um, so I worry that some of the guys here can, you know, maybe by the fourth quarter they're not playing. The one that I feel the safest about is Deion Lewis. Mm-hmm. If you own Gronk, probably get him in there as well, obviously. On the Jets' side, the quarterback play has not been good with Bryce Petty, so I don't really want to trust Robbie Anderson. I don't mm-hmm. know that I want to trust anybody necessarily. Um, maybe Bilal Powell mm-hmm. as low-end RB2. We saw him have a big run against the Chargers last week. That was really the only offense the Jets had. Right. Uh, Matt Forte has announced he's playing basically on one leg. Yeah. So I, I'd expect this is Bilal Powell time. Every end of year, the last yeah, four or five games, yes. it's just Bilal Powell time. Uh, so he's certainly one that you can look at, but I'm not trusting any of the, the players in the passing game mm-hmm. with Bryce Petty in there, and there's also word that Christian Hackenberg might get some reps, so yeah. uh, that's really it for that game. You don't think he's going to get the start, right? Do you think it's still going to be Petty getting the start? Yes, yeah, I think okay. so. And, uh, of course, uh, just some, some news outside of the realm of fantasy, but I, it affects fantasy, I guess. Indirectly, is Todd Bowles and uh, Mike McCannon. How do you pronounce his last McCagnin. name? McCagnin. McCagnin, uh, GM for the Jets, got two-year extensions. Uh, so, uh, you know, we were talking about this uh, off-air. You know, you kind of you know, Bowles got more out of the Jets than you expected, but hey, let's not celebrate that you're going to get five wins. But still, it's more more wins than the Giants. <laughs> God, yeah, which, that is who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> the Jets overachieved this year. I think Todd Bowles has done a great job uh, really bouncing back. Because last year, you watched the Jets 
Um, especially that Monday night game against the Colts. You could mm-hmm. just tell body language. They had given up completely. Right. For Todd Bowles to bounce back and, and get the right guys in the locker room, uh, which is a credit to Mike McCagnon, mm-hmm. a good draft, uh, good draft picks with Jamal Adams and Marcus May. But Todd Bowles won this team over again, and he had this team playing hard. Yeah, I was so impressed. I'll give him credit to that. Um, I want to... Again, the biggest thing is quarterback. I'm mm-hmm. tired of stopgaps guy uh, kind of guys. But if you get Todd Bowles a quarterback um, who can lead a serviceable offense, I think you know what McCown did at times this year. He showed that mm-hmm. if we get the defense and we get a quarterback, that this team can be competitive. So mm-hmm. I, you give Todd Bowles a couple more years, see what he can do. Uh, as a Jet fan, I told you I, I, I'm kind of neutral on it. Yeah. I don't feel strongly either way. But uh, all right, kudos to him. Yeah. All right, so that's basically, I mean, uh, this game in a nutshell, right? I mean, uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins is doubtful. I mean, no, nobody really else that uh, that we think that maybe that you could trust in, in Week 17 uh, or in DFS. Uh, we could just move on to uh, the uh, Washington versus the Giants. Uh, so no Evan Ingram, no Sterling Shepard. <laughs> no Evan Ingram, their tight end. No oh, Sterling no. Shepard, their wide receiver. This is going to be a crap Even shoot. Tavares King is out. So, Roger Lewis. Yeah. So Eli's weapons, Roger Lewis, uh, Travis Rudolph, Hunter Sharp. <laughs> Rhett, Ellison. <laughs> Rhett Ellison. Sign him up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm liking, obviously, Kirk Cousins and, and his receivers. I mean, uh, maybe Doxon might be a, a bargain in a DFS lineup. Uh, Crowder. You know, maybe not so much as a bargain, but uh, you know, he could have a nice day for himself. Uh, no, Eli Apple. Not that it's such a big loss with the way he's been playing, but uh, Crowder has TDs in his last two games. But like I said, Doxon might be uh, the more affordable choice. What about uh, Samaje Pirine? Uh, good matchup, and even though he should play, I mean, last week a lot of people were talking about this Capri Bibbs, but uh, eh, you know, meh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel the same way. Uh, Pirine had been on the injury report, but as of now, he's not on the on the final day, so he's not on the injury report. So I think he's a cheaper option that you could look at. I think there are some other guys, you know, some of these fill-in players who are playing because of uh, resting players. Yeah. I, I'm, we'll get to that later on. Some of the Rams guys, some mm-hmm. of the Chiefs guys. So I'm not enamored with Pirine, but I do like some of the guys in the passing attack mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Yeah. J- Jameson Crowder here, uh, touchdowns and back-to-back games, proved it against mm-hmm. the Broncos mm-hmm. last week. Uh, we know how bad the Giants' secondary has been. So yeah. I, I like Kirk Cousins. I like both wide receivers, Doxon and Crowder, uh, if you're playing in, in DFS mm-hmm. or Week 17. What about a tight end against the Giants? Uh, didn't Vernon Davis actually have a, a, a TD last week? I mean, do you take a chance on him? I mean, he just totally disappeared for several weeks. Yeah, I think that's more of like taking a shot in the dark kind of yeah. thing. Um Remember, we used to like, well, love to start everyone every yeah. tight end. Hits yeah, shots. definitely. I mean, that's why you have to take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe if you're playing in a tournament or something, because mm-hmm. he's he's very volatile. You know, like you mentioned, he could give you 20 yards, or mm-hmm. maybe he'd give you 50 yards and a touchdown. So that kind of uh, inconsistency. But he has the upside there because it's a good matchup mm-hmm. against the Giants. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think he's kind of like a a boomer bust e yeah. kind of uh, tournament play in DFS. Uh, on yeah, the like, Giants side, I mean, we we. Pretty much said we don't want to use anyone, except Wayne Gallman is really cheap, and Mm -hmm. he's had at least six receptions in three straight games. Good point. So He can provide a pretty safe floor uh, if you're playing on DraftKings, who gives one point per reception. There you go. All right. Uh, When we come back, we'll take a look at the Ravens versus the Bengals' uh, playoff implication in that game. We'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. You got Joe Galini, you got Frankie Cheap Stanfo. What's up? You got Pete Constantori producing our show. Pete. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I never realized what a big Star Wars fan you were uh-huh. and are. Right. So uh, I still haven't seen. Uh, this latest one, what is it called? The Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. Spo- we might go Tuesday. You know. Uh, well, actually, Monday, on uh, New Year's Day. But in the meantime, I've rewatched. I'm in the middle of rewatching. It's on my DVR. I'm watching like in chunks. Uh, <laughs> the, the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and it just revisited a, an issue that I've had. And since you're such a big fan, I just want to know stormtroopers, right? They wear this this armor. Yeah. Why is it so easy for them to be killed if they're wearing this armor? Like, what, what's being shot at them? Is this armor-piercing uh, lasers? Or, what's the story that, with that? That's, you know what? That's a good question. And I'm sure another, it's, a, it's a question that's been asked by uh, many, many Star Wars fans. Another right? good question is why can't stormtroopers <laughs> hit like a target? Right. It's just they just shoot around. It's just hitting walls. And they're not even – there's you know, Han Solo could be two seconds away, and they, they still can't hit him. Yeah. Um, it just – I guess the way I've seen it is it's a movie. You know, I yeah. really don't look into it. You have it. to suspend belief, I guess. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that they have to kind of suspend mm-hmm. uh, belief when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um Especially in the seventh movie, I can I can understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, what, what were these guys wearing plastic? Yeah. I I I personally think it's just kind of like, like all right, these the blasters that they're using in the movie is so super powerful that the, this armor really doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. Unless unless the blaster, uh, I guess bullet if you want to call it, it's getting in between because it's not solid armor. There's like kind of uh, joints and stuff. Where I they know, can but move every around. single one gets in between. Like you know, they're that good, Joe. They're that good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I th- hey, listen, the stormtroopers are clumsy to begin with. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they're, like, moving into the shot. And know. at this stage, they're not clones anymore, right? Because the stormtroopers, we learned that in the second batch of those movies, they were clones, right? Uh-huh. Now they're just being, what, taken away from their families, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, poor Finn. Uh, but I haven't yeah. seen... Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen... I, I, I've been waiting. I'm waiting. Do and, me a favor. When yeah. you see the movie, text me, because I want to know if you're on the on the side that loves the movie or right. on yeah. the side that hates the movie. Okay. And and what side are you on? Just I'm on the love side. So, like, uh, if you had to give it, like, a tomato meter uh, re- rating, uh, right? They, it's like zero to 100. What would you give it? I'd give it an 80. Okay, that's pretty good. Could uh, be higher, though. Well, it could be higher. The yeah. only reason why it could be higher is because I feel like there there was one scene that we probably didn't need. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I loved it, and because I'm a movie, stu- yeah. that's the that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's mm-hmm. a two and a half hour movie. Right. Um, that's that's why it kind of comes down a little bit right. for me. There's other things, but I don't want to reveal them because gotcha. it will spoil it. Yeah. Uh, but once you see the movie, we'll talk about okay. it. Yeah. Uh, but I I ultimately love the movie. All right, uh, Frankie. Uh, we talked about this before. You're a casual Star Wars fan, right? Yeah, uh, I do want to see it though mm-hmm. while it's still in theaters. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I went to L.A. a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and on my plane ride back, I actually watched Force Awakens for the first time. And Ever? I really enjoyed really? it. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, I But very, it. very similar to me to the, uh, the original Star Wars in a way. You know, like it starts off in a desert. Yeah. You know, I mean... And uh, well, it was, but it was it, it was and still is entertaining. I'm rewatching it because I'm going to go see this Last Jedi uh, stuff, and uh, I want to just remind myself of what happened. Fair enough. Uh, but this this, uh, this Ren, what's his name? Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. he's the wimpiest Star Wars <laughs> uh, villain ever. Yeah, you know? not believable well, for you. Not that he's not believable. He just deserves a good smack. <laughs> Just keep the mask on. You yeah, know, like, you're, you're a lot more fearful with the mask. Why does he need to wear on? the mask? I mean, I understand why Darth Vader needed the mask yeah. because he needed he's, it to live. Well, he's got to wear the mask because if he doesn't, he doesn't strike any fear in anybody. Right, you right, look right. at him; he looks like a goofball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's got to wear the mask. The yes, mask kind of adds an element of fear. I guess. Yeah. All right. All right, the so Ravens versus Bengals. Nice segue. <laughs> if the Ravens win, they clinch a wild card. Uh, so Ravens have a really good and all season long have had a very uh, done well against wide receivers. Fourth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Six straight games and nine of ten without giving up a touchdown to a wide receiver. Uh, AJ Green, if you're in a season long in 17, I'm sorry to hear, but you got to play him. But not somebody I'd be considering in a DFS. Yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, for that reason, Mm -hmm. he might be a tournament play because there might be a lot of people thinking like you that that don't want him in there. Yeah, that's a Um, good point. I kind of thought that the Ravens secondary would drop off a little bit Mm -hmm. after they lost Jimmy Smith. But as you mentioned, the numbers have still been there. They've been strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a lower scoring. We see a lot of running backs in this game. Alex Collins versus, you know, whether it's Joe Mixon or Gio Bernard, because Joe Mixon actually might play now. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you have to pay attention to. Uh, People might have been riding Gio Bernard. He yeah. might have won you a championship mm-hmm, uh, in mm-hmm. the fantasy playoffs weeks 14, 15, 16. Uh, he performed very admirably, but I expect to see a lot of Alex Collins here in this game. Uh, I think he's 105 yards away from 1,000, so I think that's something that, personally, he's going to be gunning for, mm-hmm. uh, heading into free agency. So I think he has a big game. I actually have him in my DFS lineup right now. Nice. Okay. Uh, anybody else strike you in this game in terms of... Mike Wallace, just mm-hmm. because he might be the only wide receiver. Yeah, Macklin probably yeah. will not play. Yeah, right? he's doubtful. And, I mean, later on we'll talk a little bit about disappointments. Mm-hmm. Man, Jeremy Macklin is one of them. Yes. What a, what a brutal year uh, for him. And really the Ravens offense hasn't been great. Uh, the running backs have been okay. I mean, it started off with Buck Allen and then we got, uh, we got Alex Collins here. But Mike Wallace, just because of volume, uh, he hasn't wowed anybody. I think he's a solid wide receiver three this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the targets have been there. There's really just nobody else for Joe Flacco to mm-hmm. throw the ball to. Yeah. But like I mentioned, I Collins think we see is, a lot of running backs in this yeah. game. Collins' uh, last couple of games, though, I uh, was looking at 2.33 yards uh, per carry. Yeah. No touchdowns. He did have eight catches, so maybe yeah. that, that helps him a little bit. But uh, before that, he had been on fire four straight with at least one TD. Yep, yep. That was uh, uh, that is something to take into yeah. consideration. And that Buck the- Allen, as uh, Kevin Walsh last week uh, was talking about on this show, how he was starting to get a little bit more involved. Oh, yeah, uh, carries- especially in the red zone. Yeah, they use him there, there uh, yeah. repeatedly. So yeah, something to consider. So carries for Allen have been increasing, but it's still Collins's backfield. 
Especially because he's getting work in the pass game, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I like him a lot. As the season has gone on, he's really, really built that up as part of his repertoire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's part of the reason why I like Alex Collins. But you're not wrong mm-hmm. about the yards per carry. Mm-hmm. I think part of that has to do uh, with his first full season as kind of a workhorse running back, right. wearing down as the season has gone on. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, uh, he's actually got more short yardage work as the season has gone on. So when you're in there on third and one, or you're in there on the goal line, if you just run into the back of your offensive line, that's going to affect your yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So I think those two things kind of factor in, but I still do trust him this week. Gotcha. Uh, well, we can move on to the Lions against the Packers. Uh, nothing really on, on the line. Yeah, nothing on the line in this game. Uh, but uh, Marvin Jones has had some pretty good success against the Pack. And I think he's a pretty good uh, DFS option. Five touchdowns in four career games against Green Bay. Uh, Golden Tate. I mean, we know that the Packers are their uh, pass uh, defense is pretty. Swiss cheese, yeah, one might call it. Yes. Yeah. And good point because uh, you know they're cheeseheads. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mean it like yeah, that, but, but in yeah, hindsight, yeah, yeah. yes, you're right. Too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Golden Tate, uh, seven catches, 113 yards in his last meeting against the Pack. And uh, according to Pro Football Focus, got a very good matchup against uh, Morgan Burnett. Um, so I mean, uh, I mean, I'm liking both of those guys in, in uh, maybe a DFS. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all year long, the Packers secondary has struggled. I think that is definitely an area that they're going to have to address, whether it's in the draft, uh, in the offseason, free agency, maybe both, because mm-hmm. this is one of the worst secondaries all year long when it comes to guarding wide receivers. Uh, and I'll even throw another one on top of those two guys. I think Kenny Galladay is a sneaky play this week. Mm. Uh, I have him in my DFS lineup right now. He's super cheap. I think he's like $3,300 on DraftKings. So mm-hmm. wow. if you get him in there, it allows you to pay up and get some mm-hmm. of these other big studs. But over the past three weeks, and I'll give credit to where it's due, uh, Vlad Sedler on Twitter, he tweeted out about how Kenny Galladay has actually had more snaps played than Golden Tate over the past three weeks. Wow. So the way he came into the year mm-hmm. with two touchdowns, yeah. perhaps that's the way he goes out. Yeah. So I think we could see a sneaky game from Kenny Galladay in this one. What about the pack? You trust anybody? I mean, Devontae Adams, uh, got, by the way, got that four-year extension. But let's face it, I mean, uh, Brett Hundley kind of been uh, disappointing, to say the least, right? Um, you know, obviously, uh, in case you're sleeping on the rock, uh, Aaron Rodgers is done for the year. <laughs> uh, but uh, any Packers that you would trust in this game? I mean, would you trust an Adams? I mean, I can't see you trusting a Jordy Nelson. Both both of them have actually already been ruled out. Okay. Yeah, so we don't even have to worry about that. We're probably going to be looking at a Geronimo Allison, mm-hmm. Randall, uh, Cobb? Randall Cobb. Yeah. So, yeah, those are some sneaky guys, but... I don't think Brethren Lee does a lot in this game. I mean, it, if they go down, I don't think they have much to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just Jamal Williams. I think mm-hmm. Jamal Williams is a name you could look at here because Aaron Jones has already been ruled out. Yep. So I think it'll just be his backfield. We know that the Lions have struggled against uh, running backs this season. Right. So it's really Jamal Williams or bust for me on the Packers side right. here. And, uh, I mean, we're going to try to get to some of this uh, before the end of the show, but when you look at busts, you know, Jordy Nelson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, sick, and, yeah. I will. I'll admit it myself. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the biggest proponents of Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. advocates, you might say. I said I would draft him over Julio Jones, uh, and I'll own up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was completely wrong. A lot of it had to do with Aaron Rodgers, things yeah. that are out of uh, Jordy Nelson's control. But I think it's a little bit more obvious now that uh, the skills have diminished. Mm-hmm. I will say I wouldn't be surprised if he bounces back next year. Not to the same level we've seen Jordy Nelson, but if he ends up going, slipping to like a third, maybe even a fourth round pick next year, 
I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could still get double-digit touchdowns. Skills might have diminished, but still, he had six touchdowns in his first five games, and then none the rest of the way. So there was a connection between having Aaron Rodgers in there yep. and Brett Hundley in at, uh, at uh, quarterback. And you mentioned uh, Julio Jones. I mean, Julio Jones overall definitely had the better season, but... Nelson had more touchdowns, and uh, Jones yeah. only had three touchdowns the whole season yeah. as well. And the inconsistency for Julio Jones, I yeah. tweeted this out. He had many as many top five finishes at wide receiver this year as he did outside the top 40. Wow. So that yeah. kind of inconsistency is just so frustrating. All right, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down some games. Stick with us. We're talking fantasy football, maybe some fantasy baseball. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Glean along with Frankie Cheech Stampo, Pete Considori producing our show. And don't forget, we got Ryan Talbot, beat writer for the Bills. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Talbot Bills. That's T A L B O T Bills. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. We'll be talking to him uh, and uh, breaking down uh, this Bills and Dolphins game. Remember, uh, Dolph- uh, the Bills have a chance to uh, make their first playoff appearance since 1999. But before we do that, I just want to remind you to head over to uh, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. We've been promoting uh, this all season long. Uh, the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network and DKMS have been teaming up in order to uh, fight uh, blood cancer. And if you visit rotoexperts.com slash DKMS, you could uh, learn how you could contribute uh, in the fight against blood cancer. You could uh, register as a blood marrow donor. Uh, You could... uh, make a monetary donation. And, uh, you know, uh, DKMS was uh, sponsoring a free uh, DFS tournament every week. You were able to put a lineup in. We've been reminding you every week uh, was played on Fantasy Draft. And the winners of each of those first 16 weeks are going to meet this week, week 17, for an opportunity to win two tickets to see the Super Bowl. So, uh just uh, remember, head over to uh, rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. Learn how you could help in the fight against blood cancer. And I want to uh, wish uh, all the participants, uh, there should be 16 participants that are going to be uh, fighting for a chance to win two tickets to see the Super Bowl. Uh, but as I mentioned, uh, Bills taking on the Dolphins. And uh, if the Bills beat the Dolphins and the Bengals beat the the Ravens and the Bills make their first playoff appearance since 1999. Obviously, uh, you know the big guy that you want to 
focus on in this game is uh, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, he's uh, RB7 uh, in PPR on the season. Uh, has uh, six straight games with double-digit fantasy points per game and 57 receptions on the season, which is the uh, a big part of in PPR leagues why he's so valuable. Um, because, I mean, if he's not able to run the ball, uh, very effectively, he's always got a uh, few uh, receptions uh, that uh, add to his uh, fantasy totals. Uh, and the Dolphins, uh, fifth most uh, fantasy points per game to running backs on the season. Uh, and have given up uh, touchdowns to running backs in six of their last eight games. Uh, also on the Bills' side, uh, Charles Clay is someone that could be a sneaky play. Uh, Dolphins all of a sudden take a look, and uh, on the overall season, they've given up the uh, second most fantasy points per game to tight ends. Uh, two straight weeks where they've given up at least 100 receiving yards uh, to uh, the position. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, 16 for 78 and a touchdown and six catches for 35 yards in his last meeting uh, against Buffalo. So uh, I think he's in play, and he's really been a nice waiver wire pickup. Uh, Drake has had uh, 4.79 yards per carry over the last four games. And, uh, of course, uh, Bills have had some issues defending against the run. Uh, Bills have given up at least 153 rushing yards in three of their last four games. Of course, uh, uh, part of their uh, problems in defending against the run has been uh, the fact that they traded Marcel Darius away to the Jaguars. And uh, coincidentally, as the Bills uh, run defense has faltered, the Jaguars' run defense has gotten better. So uh, uh, just remind me, there are three Week 17 scenarios which the Bills could make the playoffs. you got the Bills win and a Ravens loss, or a Bills win and Chargers loss, or a tie and a Titans loss. Bills and Chargers loss, and the Titans lose, and the Bills will be in there. So we'll be coming back. We're going to be breaking down more Week 17 for you. Hell's Bells calling us. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update. 